Hello, listener, and welcome to this, the fifth edition of Ukulele Road Trips podcast. It's a new country, a new adventure, a new dawn. It's Romania. And this gift of a podcast has got serious rapping, and inside it, communisty things, very French bits and bobs, and even moving churches. Yay! Well, hello, welcome, listener, welcome, listeners, if there's more than one. Welcome in Romania. This is very exciting. It's the first podcast in this beautiful country of Romania, and we're in the capital, Bucharest. So, and I've got two special guests, a lovely duo, to kickstart this adventure. I'm here with uh, Claudia. Hey. Hi. <laughs> and Marius. Hello. Would you like me to introduce you in song? Of course, I've been waiting for this. <laughs> yeah? Okay. Well, Claudia, <laughs> Claudia, she comes from Costa she likes the sea and stuff. She does, is that, is that true? Yeah. You come from Constanta, which is east of the country? Southeast, yeah. Southeast, okay. And Marius? He's a Romanian, Romanian, and he studied history. He's a Romanian, Romanian, and he knows all about communists and stuff. <laughs> Good introduction. Among other things, yeah. <laughs> is that accurate? Yeah, yeah. And was that accurate that Romania is a wonderful land? Because I've only seen Bucharest for the moment. Uh, yeah, but not if you listen to Romanians because they like complaining about their, their own countries. So. Don't we all? So I love complaining too. So yeah. listen to other tourists and they will tell you the truth. <laughs> okay, well let's talk a little bit about uh, Romania. So if we can situate it maybe by helping the listener by advising the listener to look at a map because let's not explain where Romania is I mean, Google Maps is there for something anyway, so let's skip that um, <laughs> is it part of Eastern Europe? because I've heard different opinions about that definitely part of Eastern Europe although I, yeah, I heard it's also part of Central Europe but uh, I think it's maybe because of Transylvania who used to be closer to Austria so maybe if you go to Sibiu or Brasov you'll see a bit of German influence as well right because the some other parts of Romania were under the Austro-Hungarian exactly. influence yeah. Yeah. so that might give a bit more of a European feel in the center of the country but here in Bucharest we're definitely in Eastern Europe then and are we in the Balkans <laughs> the Balkans being those big mountains in the in hard, the middle of uh, hard to say, Europe. Yeah. Technically not, but yeah. if you look at the city, I think we are in the Balkans. Yeah, yeah, I, I have the same opinion about that. Geographically, mm -hmm. we are not in the Balkans, but if you are, I don't know, comparing this country from the Balkans, we are pretty similar. Pretty similar? Yeah. Oh, okay, very nice. So, when did Romania become a country, actually? Hmm, good question. Um, I think the modern Romania that you have today became a country in 1918 officially so that's when uh, Transylvania finally joined the rest of the provinces so throughout history it was actually split in uh, three provinces more or less so we had Moldova in the east who usually fell under Russian or Turkish influence depending on the on the historic period okay, so there's eastern empires yeah, uh, we had the south where we are today with Bucharest, so this was called Valachia and it was typically under the Turkish influence. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we had Transylvania in the west, northwest, uh, which was uh, typically under the Austrian-Hungarian uh, oh, Empire. Okay, and that's the bit with the castles, of course. Yeah, that's the more German-looking part of the country. Okay, so is it fair to say that um, Romania, of course, has a very ancient history? 
Of course. The language yeah. is, is very old. And, but it, the country as a whole is actually fairly young. Yeah, we're actually less than a You don't hundred. agree, Talia? You're going... Maybe. I would say we're yeah. less than a hundred years old, so I think in uh, 2018 we're gonna have a big celebration uh, uh, for reuniting Uma uh, Romania after the um, First World War. Oh wow, okay. And I wanted to uh, just talk a, a tiny bit about the language because it's mm -hmm. very uh, unique in this region of mm -hmm. Eastern Europe. The language is actually very close to uh, maybe to the other Latin languages, like Italian and French, it's mm -hmm, not, mm -hmm. you don't have the same alphabet, you use the Latin alphabet yeah. and the way it sounds. How did that happen? This was uh, 2000 years ago, it was inhabited by the uh, Dacian uh, tribes <laughs> and they were conquered by the Romans. Oh, so the pre-Romans. Yeah, the pre-Roman population uh, was da conquered da by... Dacians. Dacians, oh, yeah. Dacians. It was called uh, Dacia. Mm -hmm. Just like the car we have, so I think the the car, the oh, national car, right? So they were, they were driving that already back then. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> I thought that was a, pretty recent. But. A very advanced population, yeah. Oh wow! <laughs> Do you yeah. like the language? Uh, um, yeah, yeah, I really. I like it a lot yeah. too. I thought we might give the listener uh, at home or on the bus, maybe in a bath, but we don't want to know that. Um, a little taste of the language, maybe, if you could uh, say a little something. I've prepared something, actually. I've got this off of Wikipedia, it's a random article, maybe... Yeah, very random. <laughs> <laughs> you should start, like, uh, studying mechanic or something. I don't know what that is. Yeah. It's called Lucru Mechanic, it's a random article. It's the marine physica definita ca producer. No, wait, wait, okay. and you, you can, you're going to wrap it and it'll okay. be fine. One, two, four. Lucru Mechanic. O marină fizică definită ca produsul dintre componenta forte care acționează asupra unor. Corp în direcția deplasării punctului ei de aplicație și mărimea drumului parcurs. Yes, very nice. <laughs> it's more like yeah. R&B, but... Uh, yeah, it's yeah, like the okay. R&B version of a random article on Wikipedia. Okay. Well done. Where did you find it, by the way? Uh, no, genuinely Wikipedia. Like just open it? <laughs> random, random articles. Okay. What's it about? Uh, it's uh, physics. Uh, physics, yeah. Oh, Lucru mechanic. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I forgot <laughs> how you translate that, although I Lucru studied physics. Lucru mechanic este o marime fizica? Yeah, you're good. Derivata scalara? Yeah, he's really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're good. Yeah, yeah I'm <laughs> good. I don't understand what I'm reading though. Good rapping. Good yeah? Rapping. The language, I think, to me sounds a bit like that song, you know, with a... Melissa, Melissa. Is that I Romanian? This is Portuguese. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know what the Portuguese people are telling about our language? No. And I've heard like many opinions. It's like uh, Rum Romanians are making fun of the. Sp I mean, making fun of the Spanish when they are talking, <laughs> and this is sounds like for them. Oh, so you, yeah, yeah, yeah. so basically you're just the, your whole language is just dissing Spain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. More That's or what or you're yeah. doing. But I've heard like a lot of opinions. About, this, is this Romanian? Sounds like you're making fun of Spanish. Just wearing <laughs> yeah. in Spanish. Or, yeah. All right. Could you say that you like to bike ride through the streets of Bucharest? Could you say that in Romanian? You bask some prim noaptea prin București. Cu bicicleta. Cu bicicleta, da. Cu bicicleta, obviously. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's nice. I just wanted to hear a bit of Romanian. Okay. Yeah. So that's done. That's the language. Do you have a favorite word? Uh, I wouldn't call them favorite words, but I think they're funny because these are the words that survived from the Dacian language. Mm-hmm. So pre-Roman. Uh, brânză, varză, viezure, mânz. <laughs> Do these sound funny to you? Uh, yeah, if you pronounce them like this, they sound a bit funny. Uh, and some of them are not actually commonly used. I mean, brunze and varze, these mean uh, cheese and cabbage. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, Munz means like uh, a baby horse. Uh, oh. And uh, so is a badger. So oh, so everything a Dacian needs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so whenever we talk about the Dacian population, we give these words as an example of surviving words from that period. Oh, wow. Well, they must have had lots of fun. <laughs> <laughs> Cabbage and cheese. Yum. And sarmane. <laughs> and wine. They were and wine, yeah. drinking a lot of wine. Yeah. Ah, that is that maybe explains the very Latin feel to the country. Yeah. <laughs> the point of view. Uh, well, talking about Romania generally, we can't really talk about Romania and not talk about its capital, which is where we are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bucharest. Um, I've noticed here in Bucharest, there's a slight, I've noticed that because I'm, I'm French maybe, but there's a slight French feel to certain things. You eat croissant and you have these crepes, you know, chitate or chilate, you call it? Clatite. Uh, Clatite. Yeah. yeah. Um, where does that come from? Is there a specific reason for this kind of French vibe in the capital? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is, a, there is a reason. So in the 19th century, um, we were trying to get away from the Turkish people who have been uh, ruling us directly or indirectly for several centuries. So we became close allies with France and of course all the intellectuals, all the political elite was beginning to study in, in Paris, to live in Paris and they were bringing back a lot of uh, French influence in the literature, in the architecture. Mm. Food, even the like the croissant, exactly, oh. which is actually Viennese. <laughs> that is true, but they <laughs> they don't make them as nice as we do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no offense, Viennese people, but they're not really good. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, this translated into the way the city looks. Um, although, of course, uh, this whole changed in the um, in the twentieth century. So I don't think it resembles Paris that much today, but some things have survived definitely from the 19th century. And there was a, a very clear desire to make Bucharest look exactly. like Paris. Exactly. In, was it the 30s? In the 30s, actually, I think there was a desire to make it look more like uh, an American city. Okay. So You're not helping me introduce my next song. <laughs> <laughs> when were you trying to make it look like Paris? Uh, this was in the 19th century. Oh, um, before that. Prior to the war. Definitely uh, in the interwar period as well, but um, in the interwar period we were also trying to become um, a modern city, like uh, build the first skyscrapers, mm-hmm. quote-unquote. But but, um, oh, okay. I've noticed you also have an Arc de Triomphe here, so yeah, that's yeah. definitely French feel there. Yeah. And that helps me introduce my next song, <laughs> actually my first song, which is uh, Bucharest, A Little Paris. <laughs> it's a little Paris in Bucharest, it's quite my fancy. The very best, it's a little Paris. 
you can be sure you will adore. Let us go for a stroll in the Shishmigu Park. On a cute little boat, yes, we can embark. And after the rowing, we will probably both want to make our way to Thierry's restaurant. It's Little Paris in Bucharest. It is très joli. You are quite impressed with our Little Paris. The weather is fine for a glass of white wine. will do us quite well But my dear, don't forget to take your umbrella Ah, very important This German chap Meyer made the place quite unique Oh oui, very special Look at the flower arrangements, it's magnifique As you know, is 1893. Let's get a souvenir photography. It's little Paris in Bucharest. It's quite my fancy, and I'd like to suggest that in this city that has so much charm, we walk arm in arm. Je vous en prie. Wow, did you enjoy the song? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, which was your favorite bit, Claudia? <laughs> Sorry, your fa I don't know, favorite like bit? Like in the middle of the song. The middle. Uh, like the, high, <laughs> the high notes? The high pitch, yeah. The high notes in the middle of the song. Well, that's fantastic. So that brings us up to maybe World War One, a little bit before World War Two, but after World War Two is a very defining period for the city that we see today. Um, especially because of uh, the communist regime and uh, Ceausescu, yep. who built... Uh, oh, j just before we, we start that, actually, maybe I could just introduce, because this is going to be kind of a heavy history bit. I've got, <laughs> I've got a history song for this. <laughs> well, before us, there were people too. They did stuff, stuff, just like the stuff we do. Except the stuff they did do was well before, before me and you. Back when life was tough, tough, there were no iPhones then. Charter School was doing his best to reshape Bucharest. <laughs> Let's talk about, about the things that used to be. It seems that our today was shaped by history. Like, for example, communism. And Chantrisco being slightly mad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. Very good. Oh, thank you. You don't. Okay. Yeah, this Yeah. This okay. one, yes. Hi. Hi, good morning. Hello. How's it going? Yeah, okay. Sorry, don't mind us. We're just recording. A... Do you want to say yeah. hi to the listeners? It's my mum and my little sister. I. I. <laughs> okay. Oh, That's good enough. About this or? I'll just say hello. Ah, oh, okay. <laughs> okay, never mind. <laughs> So, 
Let's get right into the history of it. After the Second World War, obviously the Soviets uh, controlled the, the land, the country, and uh, communism was uh, kind of forced upon uh, the political system. And a few years after that, in the middle of that, let's just skip the beginning a bit, uh, came uh, Ceausescu, who's uh, very famous, of course, in the whole of Romania, and uh, in Bucharest. Um, you can't uh, not see his influence here in the city. Would you say he dramatically changed Bucharest, just his vision? Yeah, definitely, yeah. yeah. Uh, and not only Bucharest, but also people's minds, I would say. People's he, minds. He screwed up people's minds. <laughs> we see this even today. Right, let's just, uh, a short word about Ceausescu. He came to power in the 50s or 60s? Uh, in 65. Um, at first he was seen actually as a more liberal communist uh, right. compared to the uh, to the guy before him, Gheorghe Gheorghiu Deci. Right, because he came in with these ideas of modernization and uh, being more open to the West. Maybe? Yeah, yeah, he was less uh, of a Stalin influence. As exactly. Well. Yeah, he distanced himself from Stalin from the Stalinist period. Uh, he was young, dynamic, um, but all that went downhill in the late seventies and eighties. Yes, yeah, so lots of um, very strange <laughs> measures, like the natalist measures. Yeah, where uh, contraception was banned, and that led to a lot of, um, yeah, a lot of lots of issues uh, in the country. Um, but coming back to uh, Bucharest a little bit, he had this huge project, especially in the eighties. What did he actually have to destroy to build this huge complex of communist buildings? You you know a little bit about that, Claudia, yeah, right? Yeah. The main important part of the, the city, <laughs> uh, where is the house of the people today? Right. It's a very nice neighborhood, full of nice houses. So where the giant palace is, we'll, we'll talk about the palace more mm -hmm. in detail because it is yep. absolutely amazing. And actually all the big boulevard that you see, like our Champs-Élysées. Yes, if you want your own little, like this, yes. yeah. which is uh, bigger it, than Champs-Élysées. Yeah, yeah, 15 centimeters wide. It is 15 <laughs> centimeters wide. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Obsessed with having the biggest stuff. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, hope yeah, that yeah. doesn't... It's like, you know, sometimes men that want to have big cars, it's because they have frustrations in their yeah, lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that's the reason for it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, he wanted to have everything the biggest, but he had to destroy a lot of Bucharest. Yeah, yeah, and to reconstruct and to hide. I mean, uh, there is also the issue with the churches. Oh yeah, we'll come back to that. But what did he actually have to get rid of in the whole center? Basically, that area where is the house of the people right mm -hmm. now, uh, he destroyed everything and they removed the people from there by replacing them in other neighborhoods or outside Bucharest. Mm -hmm. and it's actually more than uh, 40,000 houses, uh, as I heard. So um, And historical houses, of course. Yeah, Lots so of churches, monasteries. This was a... The whole history of the capital. Historic neighborhood of the, country, uh, of the city, yeah. So he basically raised to the ground uh, this whole central neighborhood, uh, including the, the Jewish neighborhood. There's very little surviving of the Jewish neighborhood today. With all the craftsmen and... The yeah, a lot of uh, middle-class people were living here, so he not only raised the houses to the ground, but uh, he also displaced a lot of population from the city center. This feels a little bit like a very spoiled child seeing lots of Lego very nicely yeah. put together and just swiping his arm across the whole Lego table. That's how it feels a little bit. It, it was kind of like that because it happened more or less overnight. <coughs> so people were given only one or two days notice to get out of their houses. 
And of course they were promised a new apartment in one of the new socialist buildings, but the socialist buildings were not ready yet, so um, they had to go elsewhere to live with families or with friends. Mm, because basically what he wanted to do, I, I think, I read this actually on your, on your website, I learned a lot on your website. Do you want to plug the address by the way? Yeah, it's uh, tourofcommunism.com. Yeah, tourofcommunism.com. It's really fascinating. And he just wanted to make this huge uh, communist complex like they have in North Korea and China. Yeah. He was very inspired when he came back from there. And what it is, is there's this huge palace at the start of it, then this enormous boulevard with lots mm -hmm. of identical communisty huge uh, buildings yeah. all along it. Yeah, and they were uh, destined as residential um, buildings for the party officials, basically. Mm. But uh, basically, yeah, he had this ambition to rebuild the entire city center and make it look like uh, North Korea, essentially. So I think if he would have survived or if the regime would have survived because he was already old when the revolution came, I think Bucharest would have ended up looking like... Uh, like North Korea, basically. Mm, right. And Claudia, you mentioned something about churches, because a lot of them were destroyed, but some, mm. some kind of yeah, they survived. Were, yeah, they were moved, like from, at least on the main boulevard, there are lots of churches behind the big buildings. Um, I mean, behind the... Behind the, the, the big blocks, yeah. um, communist blocks, they mm -hmm. actually hid the churches. Yeah, they mm -hmm. just moved them. That's the amazing. Yeah. There was a little bit of propaganda probably as well saying, look, we're not destroying all the churches and moving them with amazing technical feats. I saw that on your blog as well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And uh, th the way they did it was amazing, wasn't it? Um, yeah, so there was this um, brilliant engineer, Eugenio Dequescu, who Eugenio. came up. Uh, Is he called Ingenieur Dequescu? Uh, Eugen. Oh, I thought you said engineer. He was, yeah, he was an engineer. Uh, <laughs> and his Ingen. name was Eugen. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> so he came up with this uh, brilliant idea while uh, visiting a restaurant. Uh, he watched the waiters there carrying food on a tray. Yeah. So he basically wanted to do the same with the buildings. He put them on a tray of concrete, essentially, and then lifted them up with some uh, giant waiter. Yeah, <laughs> giant weather, you know, no. just some hydraulic pumps um, and then put them on train tracks and just push them uh, to a new location. So and et voila, exactly. enjoy, enjoy your church behind the communist. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's, it's argu arguable whether this was a wise decision or not, um, because many of them are completely forgotten by, by people now. They're they are because hidden. they're hidden. Nobody can yeah. see them. Um, I haven't seen many at all, but probably I walked like 50 meters away from uh, lots of lovely churches, but they, they, they all kind of got hidden behind uh, big buildings because him and his wife, of course, Ceausescu, they, they really didn't like religion and they didn't want to see any of it. Yeah, and isn't it? actually the whole Communist Party was against religion. I guess it was uh, competing with the uh, communist propaganda. So when you have two ideologies competing, uh, basically they're going to try to force religion out of people's lives. So they wanted people to forget about their churches, forget about religion, mm. and encourage them to become atheists. All right, did that work to a certain extent? Nowadays in Romania, are people going back to religion? Uh, there's definitely a religious revival today, I would mm. say, and especially since the government is um, financing the church with public money. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, just coming back briefly to it, the amazing, it was actually an amazing feat for the time, you know, transporting huge buildings that weighed, you know, many, many tons. Um, and I think I'll just, uh, I'm just going to jam out a little bit. I've got a little song about that. It's called You Gotta Move It, Move It. <laughs> <laughs> you ready for this? Yeah. Sure. You've got to move it, move it. You've got to move it, move it. You've got to move it, move it. You've got to move it. In the 1980s in Romania, leader Ceausescu had a great idea to build a massive communist city center and rip everything else apart that used to be there. North Korea fashion makes you quite handsome. You look quite fetching from a Soviet-style building. Don't you worry about old houses. Just put your money away. Their favorite places ever. Ceausescu, he was cuckoo. His wife Belinda, she's in Morgaga. They had all things to do with the Holy Spirit, so they were advised to pretend like they give a shit. Mm, what to do with the churches? You got to move it, move it. You got to hide it, hide it. Don't destroy it, destroy it. You got to move it. Onto the scene comes a guy called Eugene. Hey. I heard you invented a super technique that can help these churches hopefully survive this week. Yes, it's true, and if you come through, I can show you how I can move these churches to be out of view. And put a tray under them just like a waiter, casually about to serve a lemon, lime, and bitter, and then just place the building on a huge amount of railing. Religious thing doesn't make for good socialist viewing. So I'll do as I'm told. I put these buildings of old between apartment blocks of concrete. That's quite discreet. Oh, some were saying. Some will not anyway forget your modesties and synagogues being a body member. That's what's hard. That's what's hard. That's what's hard. Ceausescu, he was cuckoo. His wife, Elena, she's even more gaga. So moving these old churches finally made way to building the big avenue here to stay. You got to move it, move it. You got to move it, move it. You got to move it, move it. Well, that was the uh, You Gotta Move It song. <laughs> Do you enjoy that? <laughs> A lot. <laughs> Favorite bit? Again? You gotta move it. <laughs> okay, um, can we just... I, we, we, we talked a lot about Bucharest being remodeled to a communist ideal, but we didn't mention the palace that much. Mm. And um, seeing it from a distance is quite impressive, and seeing it from up close is absolutely incredible. This building, this huge palace started, which was built in the 80s, breaks all sorts of records. Yeah, definitely. It's a lot um, of records. A lot of records. <laughs> the second largest uh, administrative building in the world. Uh, they say the Pentagon is the first, so uh, if you consider the you volume... You definitely have more marble in that building than the Pentagon. Definitely, There's yeah. There's a ridiculous yeah. amount <laughs> of um, crystal chandeliers and marble. It's Red carpets, yeah, expensive wood. Uh, huge and curtains. It's all, it's all sourced from Romania, actually. He had this ambition to get all the construction material from Romania just to prove to the Western world that we're capable of building it on our own, on our, by ourselves. But that seems like pretty 
deep-rooted madness to me yeah, because it's this enormous <laughs> and it's actually deeper than higher which yeah, is amazing yeah, it's yeah. it's like an iceberg and it's this huge monument loads of rooms very luxurious but at the same time i'm you know romania probably was uh, wasn't doing that well in the countryside uh, economically speaking it was probably very tough for the people in the 80s yeah while was, they were building uh, that i think it was the toughest decade of the communist period. Some people say the 50s were the toughest because we basically exterminated the, the leading class and the intellectuals. Do your parents mention that sometimes, Claudia, for yeah, example? Yeah, we've been talking about that. About, my the, about the 80s? Yeah, it was quite bad, actually. I mean... Uh, Did they know this was going on in Bucharest at the same time? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, everybody from... I mean, there were people coming from other cities just to work on this building. Right, yeah, thousands yeah. of people working yeah, yeah. day and night. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And did they share their feelings about that with you? They don't have a good uh, impression anyway. We, we didn't talk a lot about the building itself. We, we've been talking about more about what was happening during communism. Our parents were busy uh, finding food for, exactly. for their families. They didn't really care about the destruction of the Bucharest Center at that time. Mm. But by the way, this was happening in all the major cities <laughs> with the exception of Transylvania maybe, where the city centers are well preserved, but basically he did this in all the major cities, not like uh, building a palace in every city center, but building socialist buildings, buildings in the center and in villages as well. In my uh, grandparents' village, there are two blocks of flats right in the middle exactly. <laughs> for the teachers and um, kind of the intellectuals of the village. Yeah. Okay, so the voices of the communist state. A tiny last word about the palace, because it's, it's really central. I'm going to put some, uh, a couple of uh, photos um, under the, the podcast on the website, but um, I heard it was both uh, the people's, in Bucharest, the people's favorite and most disliked building. Does that, yeah. is that, is it a building that still divides today? I think if you know the history behind it, you cannot like the building, yeah, yeah. Uh, but many people just feel proud to have this huge building in the city center, so they don't really know uh, its history, they just feel proud that it's there, it's the biggest building in the country. It is and very impressive. It looks luxurious, so it's a yeah. reason to be proud. I the most ironic part is that it's the house of the people, and it's not the house of the people. Oh, like, of course, the palace's like name is the house of, of the, the people. people. How yeah. do you say that in Romanian? Casa Poporului. Casa Popolului? Poporului. Poporului. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, Casa it's Popolului. It's, it's actually yeah. quite difficult just to visit it. It's, yeah. Um, yeah, I know. Because you have to go through air, airport-style security. Yes. And the tour is the, the so boring. The, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but the tour is really boring. It's, like, it's, it's just like some official showing you rooms, going, well, this is that room, here's a painting, and this is another room, and that's the balcony. Oh, it's, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> You know, it, it's yeah, much better. Yeah. I would advise anybody going to Bucharest rather than to do that. Just maybe go on a on a communist tour because you do those, of course. Yeah, Marius. yeah, yeah. And you can book one from uh, tourofcommunism.com. Okay, <laughs> just be sure to like say it two or three more times. Okay, <laughs> get get the word out. Get the word out. Well, I think this um, maybe seals our history a bit. What do you say? Is that enough of history? It's never enough of history. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course, the history major. <laughs> I would like to add the thing that... Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know exactly in percent, but most of the space 
in the house of the people is not used mm. like it's useless <laughs> you wanted to sing a song i think yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no there's a thing i wanted to mention well of course yeah most of it is um is empty but there's you know it, it's in i think the whole building is extremely ironic because of course the name palace of the people has nothing to do with the people and also yeah. it was built by ceausescu to be used as like this great palace of communism for him and his regime but he actually never used it, it because, yeah yeah in 89 the communism in 89 the revolution happened yeah, yeah, yeah. communism Collapsed. Yeah, collapsed yeah. yeah, actually, it didn't collapse, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, we we killed Chelsea. That's yeah. a bit dodgy. Well, he, he was he was maybe killed by the people. Maybe he was set up by other members of the party. Yeah. Um, but anyway, he didn't use it. Yeah, and it's, it's true. So this huge, um, yeah, uh, this mad monument to communism was actually never used by communists. No. And it was his uh, pet project, basically. Pet project? Yeah, his favorite project. He would yeah. visit the construction site almost daily just to check on progress, but ironically, he never got to work there. Well, I think it serves him right. Well, the history bit is over, so... Okay. We've talked about, about the things that used to be It seems that our today was shaped by history Was shaped by Oh, there's, there's a slightly touchy subject I wanted to talk very briefly about because I've met lots of young people here in Bucharest who are very involved in, for example, uh, like social work and helping the less fortunate maybe um, get jobs or prepare themselves for, you know, just being uh, a more connected part of the society. Mm -hmm. And uh, lots of these people actually work with the gypsy community. Mm -hmm. So this is, a, this is an issue... As probably a lot in Romanian politics as well. Yeah. Um, do, you, do your friends or does, do you think your generation are kind of well equipped to uh, correct that issue, maybe uh, fix the, the problems between the gypsy community and the rest of society here in Romania? Um, I'm a bit of a libertarian, so I, I think that the gypsies can only help themselves. Um, of course, we need to give them a little bit of hand, but uh, we can't really um, do it for them. Um, I think it takes a while for the mentality of the people to change. There's still a lot of racism in the country. You don't you don't see it. It's not uh, many. It's not. Um, no, I certainly haven't noticed that. But uh, you do notice that uh, I know there's there's a certain part maybe of the gypsy community that's very poor and it's kind of yeah. stuck in that poverty. So yeah. that's. Do you have friends that work in like social? Yeah, yeah, like a lot. Yeah, uh, I I have friends working in three different organizations with this, but they are more focused on conserving tradition of the gypsy people or helping the homeless gypsy helping people. Helping the homeless. It depends. How how do they help uh, fix that the, the 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 shift between the society and the gypsy community? For example, this uh, oh. organization called Roma Boutique. They are organizing all the time. Uh, like they're trying to promote their traditions and trying to change people's mind about gypsies uh, i don't know stereotypes so it's not only helping the gypsies uh, but it's also changing yeah. people's minds yeah they're trying but on a very very low level i mean yeah of course on a small yeah, scale but yeah, yeah. every little helps yeah uh, but there is that i think 
Um, historically, there's something like they they used to be slaves brought in mm-hmm. from India, probably. Yeah. And then they were freed uh, in the 19th century. Yeah. But then they were f- they were declared free, but with no possessions and exactly no uh, n- you know no money whatsoever. Yeah. No material possessions, so they they were kind of condemned to a very extreme form of poverty. Yeah, and to a certain extent, they maintained their nomad nomadic lifestyle because um, they have very little possessions or no possessions at all. So they just moved where uh, there was some economic opportunity for them. That's probably how there's the only way for them to survive at the beginning, and there's something they've carried into this society, but it's probably more and more difficult to do it nowadays. Yeah. which is probably why yeah. the integration is such an important. Uh, the, the communists actually tried to get rid of this nomadic lifestyle because they wanted the population uh, kept under control. But I still see this uh, lifestyle in the countryside. I still see gypsies in their uh, horse-driven uh, carriages uh, just selling goods or uh, mm-hmm. moving from one place to another. So Sure. They're doing nice things though. I mean, I am a bit fascinated about hi- history and the, the way they the way they are, uh, I don't know, living their lives. Let's say interesting. <laughs> it's definitely very different yeah, from yeah, anybody yeah. else um, in Romania. Um, well, talking about Romania, let's get back to Romania a bit. Um, mm-hmm. Because, oh, I wrote down here, um, where to go, question mark, ask them their favorite places. Hmm. So this is me using the podcast as an excuse to plan my travels. So what's your favorite place in Romania, Claudia? Oh, it's so hard to tell. <laughs> yeah. I personally like the Transylvanian cities a lot. Um, so it's the middle of the country? Right? Uh, it's the northwest of the country, so I, I would say my favorite city is Timisoara, uh, where, is, uh, where the anti-communist revolution actually started, but uh, it's a very lovely city. Mm-hmm. It looks a lot like Vienna, but on a, on a smaller scale. Oh, well, you have so many little capitals. It's like yeah, yeah, little yeah, Paris, yeah, yeah. little and, Vienna. Uh, it's a bit more com- cosmopolitan than uh, the rest of the country because it's right at the border and traditionally a lot of uh, ethnic minorities uh, lived together in the city. So it's, it's more liberal, it's more open-minded. Uh, you have culture, you have arts, uh, beautiful architecture, um, so it's one of definitely one of my favorite cities. It's a bit hard to... What's to it called, sorry? Timisoara. Timisoara. Like the beer. Like the beer, like the beer Timisoara? Uh, yeah, the beer Timisoarana that you see in almost every restaurant is actually produced there and it's uh, one of the oldest beer I- beers in Romania. We should, we should have this for the podcast. We should uh, have like... Timisoara beer, <laughs> except it's 11 in the morning. So. <laughs> some, some people uh, already had a couple of Timisoaranas by this time. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you found your favorite place? Well, um, if I had to pick a city after mm-hmm. Bucharest, uh, I would say Cluj, Cluj-Napoca. Is that where the Ursus beer comes from? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, and uh, many others. <laughs> Beer geography. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there are many others brands from there. And it's kind of uh, in the heart of Transylvania. So. Cluj. Oh, right. And it's yeah, just, I heard it was a very young city. Yeah, it is still. Yeah, and uh, for me, I don't know. Maybe I look when I'm going in a city. I uh, the things that matters more for me are the people, mm-hmm. and there is like I don't know this young vibe and all the time it's something nice happening and 
the people are very relaxed and mm. so yeah, nice so people nice place to party a little bit just yeah, yeah, chill yeah. out the atmosphere of the city it's like this different to bucharest yeah i would say it's yeah. a smaller city but yeah. it has a huge student population because mm-hmm. they have some of the best universities there so mm. it's also kind of an intellectual center mm. of transylvania funny name that oh i just made like notes here um that's Oh, we didn't mention that. Bucharest has very nice parks. I just wanted to put it out there. Yep. It's a fact. Bucharest yeah. has nice parks. And Romania has a lot of gold. Yep. Isn't that like oh. a, that's a golden fact there? Some of it uh, permanently stored in Moscow, but... Uh, <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I don't know that. I don't know about that. Uh, no, I, I'm just like saying that the Russians... Uh, took a lot of it. Took a lot oh, of it okay. and uh, have no intention of giving it back. <laughs> of course, it's gold. Why, why would they? <laughs> Romanian fun facts. I've got one. Uh, do you know what I'm talking about? If uh, there's the most musical note I've ever seen. Like notes on a note. No, mm. time is up. It's the five lay. There's like uh, in uh, this com- Romanian composer. Oh, on yeah, it. yeah. And on Georgia the note, Inescu, there are yeah. lots of, on the bank note, oh, okay. yeah. there are lots of notes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's your opera composer, Inescu? Inescu. Uh, yeah, Giorgio Inescu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have, like you been to, have you been to the museum? The Giorgio Inescu? Oh, you have a Giorgio Inescu museum? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, I think you've been around it. But Can you only pay with five lay notes? Hmm. I think so. Yeah. We should make it like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a good point. There are actually two interesting festivals, the Georgia Enescu Classical Music Festival and there's going to be a Gypsy Music Festival. Oh wow, that's okay. perfect. Uh, so all the things I love. Festival. Yeah, okay. it's actually so-called Balkanic music, but it's going to have a um, fusion of Gypsy music and electric, uh, electro or uh, jazz or... Um, you can come back and promote your... And it's actually organized... Uh, yeah. Just annoy everybody with my yeah. cards. Check out my website. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually organized in this uh, area that was most affected by the demolitions of Ceausescu, so yeah. they're kind of trying to revitalize mm-hmm. the area. We always come back to him, don't we, in Bucharest, and yeah, here, here yeah. and there, a little bit. But it's great to see, I mean, how vibrant the city is, and uh, well, we've been on quite the Romanian little adventure, from uh, Romania to Bucharest, back to the whole of Romania, and back to Bucharest, and now, oh, and he, he's back. <laughs> do you want to? Um, ah, nice to see you again. Do you want to say bye this time? Because this is the end of the podcast. No. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> it's okay. I've got my two guests here to say bye bye. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention. You should definitely buy the Bulgaria album, by the way, listener, because so far it's only been my little sister and my mum, so it's not very encouraging. But the Romanian one is definitely better. So. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm okay. Well, that's. Very objective opinions, not at all biased. Claudia, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much. Same for me. Marius, it was wonderful having you. And uh, what what was that website again? Uh, www.tourofcommunism.com Right, Tour of Communism, great. Super interesting articles. I actually spent a lot of time yesterday reading all of that, learnt a lot. How do you say bye in Romanian? Papa, la rivedere. La rivedere. La rivedere. Or the nicer and shorter papa. Like in, I think, Papa. Bulgarian something? Huh? No, I don't know. Okay. Papa. Papa. 
Well, that's it from us here at the Coziness Downtown Hostel in Bucharest. It's been a pleasure. A big thank you to Claudia and Marius. Uh, don't forget to check out his website, by the way. Good read. And talking of websites, don't forget to visit mine. You can get the album, a postcard, basically anything to help me survive. So, see you soon. Bye-bye.